T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. That's right, that's the sound of Blink 182, as uh, I believe one person in the station called him Blink 82. That'd be Grash. Good on Nick uh, Nick LaPan as well. I don't know if you knew this, Ryan. What was that? Uh, the version of Damn It he is playing right now is the re-recorded version with Travis Barker on drums for the Greatest Hits album. Ah. The lead-in on the drums there, very silky smooth. Original version didn't have that. Original version, the drums just like hit, and it's very abrupt, and it's a little awkward. But our guy Travis redid it. The My Kardashian. I think a lot of people don't know that Travis is not an original member of Blink. That's like a uh, fun fact that you'd like to see on a Snapple cat. Oh, yeah, no, I could go off about that on on regional sports radio for the next hour if you we could. wanted to. <laughs> You're pretty excited I could, about I could it. Give you, I, could give you the whole, I could give you the whole recap, the entire career trajectory of all three <laughs> and the band and the side projects. So every, everybody, I mean, the Blink-182 reunion is a bit of a phenomenon right now, and everyone's just totally cool with like, yep, big time, money grab, nobody... Nobody no, I think, to, I, we're, think yeah. we're I think we're going nostalgia. So that they're past the money grab phase, but the whole thing with the tickets, as funny as the memes are, it's not that is not their fault at all. No, of course, like never, that is that is a larger issue is. within the music industry that I, uh, you know, artists much bigger than them have uh, fallen victim to as well and have been complaining about for a, a long time. No, now. it's the middleman, and you'll you'll see you'll see more of these. By the way, good morning, good morning. This is the Wei Producer Show. Ryan Garvin, John Anderson, Tyler Debit. Ryan, are you going to Blink 82's no. reunion show? <laughs> no, uh, next I year? I like Blink 180. Too. I like you know a lot of their singles, but first of all, if it's we're talking the war of West Coast pop punk, I am offspring all day, live and die with Dexter and the, the best guys. Southern California pop punk. I band. love that surf. I punk also rock like the offspring. Sun. I'm a big offspring. You can guy. just like all of them. They've never no, no, no. I'm, but I gotta rank them. You know, okay. I would go. They're not them your children. One, you can rank. And then Blink 182, and then Green Day. But you know. I just think Green Day kind of rose above that. Though. Yeah, I guess, but in, in in my heart, it's also no effects. But they'll never get the commercial praise that you know a Blink One Eighty Two will. But I think the idea that you can get these guys together that had not made music in a long time and sit them down and go, listen, all the people that grew up on your music, they're old now. They're in their thirties and they got money. So this is the time to get back together while you're still yeah. kind of in people's minds. And yeah, I mean, uh, Matt Skiba had been rolling with those guys for a while now. And I think uh, I, I get Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLonge confused all the time, but they've been separate for a while and now they're back and it's this 
big kind of cultural well, Tom was hunting aliens deal. and Mark Hoppus had cancer. I think it's I I will say in Aliens just, gonna take over the world now. Oh uh, my the God. second week in a row, Aliens has taken over the producer show, by the way. But uh what like what do you, like who's gonna defend Earth while Tom is touring? Kanye I'm, West. You know what? I'm not worried about <laughs> it. Kanye's gonna hop in the I'm not worried about it at all. I will say I like what um it was the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, their opening night did the big, all the small they things. They brought Marco, yeah. I thought that was really cool that they kind of adopted this anthem, and it makes me cringe oh, yeah, because no. the Bruins got stupid... Uh, uh, Gloria? Z- no, Zombie Nation. Uh, no, but, uh, no, but Zombie Nation is different. Like, no, like, Nation the way, like the way those guys did it Like right. Zombie Nation is like Sweet Caroline, whereas... Oh, uh, yeah, the they equally suck. The Avalanche... All, all our anthems suck. The Avalanche with all the small things. I don't even consider that an anthem. That's just a goal song. I, I, I don't, I don't cool. think the goal song is I an anthem. It. But I the... Like no, it. I'm talking about the all the small... I was talking about the Bruins thing. Now I'm talking about the all the small things thing. The all the small things thing with the Avalanche is akin to Dancing on My Own with the Red Sox or Gloria with the Blues. That's not like their goal song. That was something that got adopted by the team and the fan base for a championship run. It's not the goal song. It's not uh, it's Zombie Nation. It's the soundtrack to the I journey. I agree that Zombie Nation stinks. And I don't, know what it, I don't know what you guys think about this, but I believe the Sabres and the Capitals, they have at least those two. There, there are probably more. They have it, – it's like it's like a call of a bullpen. It's like Edwin Diaz's walkout song. They have individual goal songs for every single player, and every player gets to pick oh, that's their goal tedious. song. I think the Bruins should do that as well because oh the God. zombie nation thing has really run its course. I, I would – that that would get confusing. Well, you, I'm the sound guy. I can I'm gonna sit there with binoculars to see who's scoring goals. Well, you got to pay attention to the game, and there's other people uh, out there. As soon as they see it, they'll shout at you what song to play, and then it's on a button, and you hit it. You'll hit the McAvoy button or the Bergeron button or the Marchand button. Uh, button. I've heard uh, Blink is a big uh, hockey player, like the hockey fandom, the hockey oh, world. They, a, they love Blink. It's not just very, the big J journalists. There's a, there's a very large overlap between the hockey scene, whether it be players or fans, and the uh, the punk rock, punk rock, pop punk, punk emo, whatever you call it. It's uh, pop punk. Yeah, like there, there's a large overlap in that crowd, and I think the league is finally starting to realize that, and actually starting to maybe like incorporate. A lot of those bands are Canadian too. Yeah, and they're big hockey fans. Some 41. So. Where Some are we having Some bearings, one of my favorites. I, they're Canadian? I didn't oh, know that. they're super Canadian. Did not know that. Yeah. Uh, so I actually saw, I sent you this tweet from Chad Finn. He made a great point. Like the uh, the old generations, like Big J journalists, they rallied around like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> the new generation rallies around Blink-82. It happens. It's, Which is interesting because I think a vast majority of those people don't even really understand Bruce like a lot of you know, like the it's old, like a cult thing. It's not, that yeah, it's not even just the journalist side there, but it's like a lot of the old whites too, who are like they think Bruce is like uh, they think Bruce is like uh, like like this very like right wing guy and like all this crap. Yeah, you know, hey, hey, look up Google Born Bruce. in the USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google Bruce Springsteen NYPD and see what you find. Oh, I just listen to. Bruce There's a reason why you don't see a cop at any of his shows running <laughs> security. I listen to Bruce Springsteen music. I just I don't I don't get it. I listen to it and I feel. Nothing. You can say it. Bruce Springsteen's overrated. I, I, but I don't know how to I, I, I rate believe that. him. I, I, I understand. Overrated. Like people enjoy him, and I listen, and I go, I, I'm missing it. I don't understand it. I'm not saying I don't like it, but I don't understand why he is a big deal like he is. Crowds are gonna go, aren't gonna go wild for Bruce at a, you know, if Bruce were a goal song. Or no, a they're just song, sway back. Crowds, will, crowds will go wild for Blink One Eighty Two though at uh, at sporting events. One last thing about Blink. Um, did you guys have a problem with? I feel like Matt Skiba, the lead singer, got done dirty here. Because of course, Tom oh, DeLonge, no, 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 Mark no, Hoppus, no, Travis is like the 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 group that everyone knows and loves and wants to see together. I want to see him back together. But the guy was the lead singer of Blink-182, one of the most popular bands in America for the last six, seven years, 
and then they recorded a whole album behind his back. He did not. No, public- I don't. I don't think it was behind his back. He said it on Instagram. He, no, I think people on Instagram I, were like, "Are you still a member?" He's like, "I don't know. They haven't told me. They, yeah, because, they don't speak yeah, to me." So he's he's saying that because he knows, and he knows he isn't supposed to say anything about it, and he's trying to deflect. He's trying to deflect. He knows. You're inside his head. They would not. I don't think that they would have done him dirty like that. I'm, I, I I'm going I by I what he believe that. I'm going no, by I think, what the guy's I, saying. I think he's doing the same stuff. You know, music journalism, science journalism, all the journal. It's the same as sports journalism. They all they all know things. And like it's when we're, like when when journalism. when Belichick is sitting there trying to deflect from it, yeah, like it's the same thing. And you have interviews with uh, another band that released an album yesterday, the 1975. They switched producers in the middle of their album. And when they asked the old producer about it, he like clearly lied through his teeth, was trying to like cover their ass and everything. Like everyone, like they're. It's it, it's the same thing that Belichick does is the same thing that Matt Skiba did about not being in that band. <laughs> like he knew from the beginning that if yeah. Tom that if if Tom wanted back in and they reconciled, then he was out. Um, I'm, like, I'm sure that. he has other projects too. He has but a whole other band. But they like, didn't also tell him behind his back on Instagram. I think they did. I think they did. A, a commenter on Matt Skiba, who was the the lead singer of Blink, was like, "Hey, it's weird. The Blink guys never post about Mac. Uh, Matt. They're always posting about Travis, posting about Mark, posting about Tom. And Matt's kind of being left in the back. If you don't know Matt Skiba, he's the lead singer of Alkaline Trio. Took over when uh, Tom DeLonge left to go do his Alien stuff and research all that stuff, which Bre- works by the way. Very talented. Very talented lead singer. Styles a little bit differently." It seems like they did him dirty. I believe it. They kind of went behind his back and recorded the whole album. But. Well, Matsky was delusional if he thinks that they're going to get the same revenue yeah. for a Blink-182 tour with Matt Skiba as opposed to having the you know the most prominent members of the band back together. So I'm buying that controversy as I th- think they did him dirty. I cannot the segue. Can't, cannot buy this Mac Jones. Oh, it's it's the pivot. Cannot buy. Cannot buy you like that. The pivot from music that's to why, sports. That's on why sports I get paid radio. such a big salary Woo! to work here. That's uh, why he's in that chair, John. That's cannot, why we're over here. Can you? That's why we're on this side of yep. the aisle. I think it's that the was biggest a great pivot. Thank, thank you. Thank you, you very much. I'll be on Newsmax tonight. Thank you. Uh, the biggest non-story in my four plus years working here at. Uh, WEI is this story. The Mac Jones versus Bailey Zappi quarterback controversy. I think by definition it's a controversy because people are it's controversial. There are people who want Bailey Zappi. There's no legitimate case for it. It's seven quarters of football versus no. eight, versus what? Uh, a season and a quarter of Mac Jones. 20, yeah, 20 On the surface, are you guys years. buying the quarterback controversy? Let's start with Ryan. No! No, I am not buying it and it's it's just one more example I need and I'm, look, I've lived in this region my entire life and I will never understand the knee-jerk reactions every single week. And yeah, I get it. It's fun to live and die day-to-day, pitch-to-pitch, touchdown-to-touchdown, whatever. Ten-second Twitter video. Ten-second Twitter video. goodness, people. This mentality of what have you done for me lately, Mac Jones, is so dumb. No, I, I, I can't believe for a second that there is a quarterback controversy with the New England Patriots. I'm not going to sit and say that Bailey Zappi has shown me through two games that he is just as good, if not better, than Mac Jones. I, I can't say it. I want to see more of Mac Jones. I want to see what he's capable of doing. He is going to be your QB1 when he comes back. It's not I don't think it should be up for debate. Totally agree. Totally agree. And it really, like, it's fun to talk about. Yeah, Zappi's got the last name. When she, I mean, he's totally electric, too. Pun intended, by the way. But I, I couldn't begin to sit and say that he is the guy just because he's the only guy that's available. Like, okay, so Bailey Zappi goes down, and we're looking at uh, Garrett Gilbert. Are we going to have people say, no, we got a quarterback controversy with Garrett Gilbert and Bailey Zappi? It's, you got to relax. 
You got to take a deep breath and you got to just be a little patient. I know it's hard. I don't want to be patient either, but Mac Jones is going to get healthy. He is going to come back. I, I, as I said before, I never thought this team was going to be amazing in the first place. I felt like this was their in-between year, a bridge year, if you will. And, these are the things you have to deal with. You know, unfortunately, you're in that fat part of the schedule where you should be winning games, and I don't think anything is a layup right now. But Nothing is. To answer your original, and that's with Mac Jones, by the way, Mac yeah. Jones or Bailey Zappi, but just because Mac Jones hasn't, you know, laced up his cleats and gone out there and thrown the football around like the Dickens, I'm not going to say, well, we don't need him right now because we got Bailey Zappi. I think it's foolish. John, you're normally pale, but do you have the zappy fever? I'm very pale all the time, except in the summer. I get kind of tan. You do. Uh, I do not have the zappy fever. I think a lot of, it, it's two-pronged because there's, for some reason, in every fan base, specifically this one because we always had one quarterback for so many years, yep. people are just drawn to like the aura of the unknown backup quarterback. <laughs> or Cam <laughs> Newton's like, aura. Yeah, it, it, or Cam Newton as well, I guess. Matt but it's like, it's like everybody roots <laughs> for the backup quarterback for some reason. Like There's just always like the underdog story of the backup quarterback, yeah, and everyone wants maybe. the backup quarterback to like be something that they're not, as if they didn't go through this exhaustive combine, draft, preseason evaluation process that landed them as a backup quarterback in the first place. It's very rare that people are, that the, the NFL uh, industrial complex is wrong about where a player, the draft typically sorts itself out. Seventh round picks are seventh round picks and they typically don't have careers uh oh, it's like they, they get drafted yeah. in the seventh round for a reason yeah, not everyone's gonna be there's a one Brady. case there's yeah. one case where a sixth round pick uh they may have picked him in the wrong spot yeah. and maybe he should have gone uh the first pick of that draft but other than yeah, that I thought Ryan Mallow like, was like a fourth round pick too yeah no it's like fourth round picks it's like Kirk and Dak that's that's it that's it yeah it really is like that that's basically it so there's that part of it but then there's also the part of it that like this conversation with Bailey Zappi sort of started after uh, you know, after the Detroit game, or sorry, after the Green Bay game, and then like now the Detroit game has added onto it, and it started. At, it started more so as projecting ahead and being like, okay, well, it's obviously not a QB controversy now, but in a couple weeks, if he keeps playing well, and then especially if Mac comes back and continues playing like he did before, and the Patriots win all those Zappy games, then we have a QB controversy. But then at some at some point, that transferred into like. Full blown yeehaw, like waving oh the God. flags, yes. like invade the country. We got a full blown, we got a full blown controversy Giant on our hands, and it's like not even, it's not stadium. even close to that right now. It really isn't. Like Zappy has to play two or three more games, play well in all of them. The team needs to win all of them, and then they need to go back to Mac, and Mac needs to play poorly for people to for to legitimately make the case. That uh, that you need to actually play Zappy at that point. Has there been one tight window that Bailey Zappy's thrown into? No, no. I think uh, I think there was one, and Nelson Aguilar bobbled it and became a Detroit Lions interception. That yeah. might have been the one tight window he threw into, which wasn't even his fault. Like Mac Jones throws into tight windows, it's his game. He's well, kind of more. That's of, the burden of uh, the backup QB as well coming in like this. Is that they're like not only the window you just mentioned on that one play, but literally their window to show that they are better than the starter is very small and the margin of error for uh, them losing whatever perception the fan base or the coaching staff has of them is razor friggin' thin. Razor thin. It's not the same as being a first-round pick and getting two seasons to develop, and then if your third season you're not there yet, then they might start thinking about backup plans. It's you got four or five games, and if you make any sort of dumb mistake, 
you're probably not going to get like a legitimate chance as a starter in the league. Uh, quickly, has Bailey Jones? Bailey Jones? Has Bailey Zappi supplanted them? There you go. Has Bailey Zappi supplanted Brian Hoyer as the backup quarterback? Are you now comfortable cutting Brian Hoyer loose and keeping Bailey Zappi as your backup? If Mac Jones were to go down, that's your backup situation going forward. Are you guys comfortable with that, Ryan? I would have said that even before the season started. John? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cut before Hoyer the season right started. Oh yeah, oh okay. Yeah, I no, mean, I'd, I'd keep Hoyer on the roster, but just like generally, like I'd like to see what the unknown. Like we know what Brian Hoyer is. If you're, yeah. if you think your team is, you know, and maybe maybe they view the team better than we do. But if you know your team isn't one of the top teams in the league, and you have this unknown commodity on your roster, you might as well see what it is. Yeah, you know. I, Whereas I, we know what Brian Hoyer is. Yeah, probably cut him and put him on the practice squad. I mean, no one's gonna poach. Mean, I, I don't. gonna poach Brian Hoyer. I don't. I mean, he's one so. of the top backups in the league. You know, the Dolphins. Ah, some of those. Some of those teams that are that Bailey Zappi. injuries. We're talking about Bailey Zappi being the starting quarterback. He's already like. Yeah, and Hoyer, 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 knows, no? the, Hoyer knows the Shanahan scheme too, so yeah. it, which is like half the teams in the league now. So somebody actually might claim him. I, I think if you got a first year and a second year quarterback, it's probably good to have your sounding board have some you know seasoning on him. So you know they're not just trying to sit there and go, I don't know, what do you think? I don't know, I don't have the experience. Me neither. Oh, this is going to be a rough game then. <laughs> That's, I'll have the experience. Let's yeah. ask Brian Hoyer what he thinks. 617-779-7937. That's John Anderson, Ryan Garvin. I'm Tyler Devitt here on the WEI Producer Show. Here until 9 with Ken and Curtis following us. I want to get to a, a com- comments from Bill Belichick, who, of course, is making all these decisions. They're making it kind of, uh, I wouldn't say bizarre, but kind of making it vague in terms of what he's actually telling the public and giving them the, the information. They're trotting out Matt Jones. It's kind of a dog and pony show. He's out there for the 10 minutes. The media's out there to get the Twitter videos it's going to be Bailey Zappi on Sunday. I want to get to Bill, Belich- Bill Belichick's comments yesterday and why he would be the last person to believe this is truly a quarterback controversy. That's next on the WEI Producer Show. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WEEI. We are right back to the WEEI Producers Show. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. All right, so no Blink-182 at the Robert Kraft wedding, which we are now currently reading about. According to Page Six, there was a secret wedding with 81-year-old Patriots owner Robert Kraft. Uh, He married Dr. Dana Bloomberg, one of the top ophthalmologists. Uh, Looking forward to Christian Fourier saying that word on Monday. (laughs) Ophthalmologist uh, in New York City. So apparently we're reading this story from uh, page6.com. Secret secret is sort of a misnomer here because uh, it wasn't a secret event. Like there was 250 people there, but nobody knew why they were there. It was like it was like Brady, Wilfork, Seymour, uh, Stacey James, Zappy, Uh, Nick Fitzy Stevens. You're not on the list. Uh, You know, Greg Hill. 
Yeah, Greg Hill was on the outside the looking in, but it, it was 250 of the like A list of the A list people who are related to the Patriots. And uh, Robert Kraft got married again last night in a very cool Solid. wedding. One of the coolest details was they did like a 10 minute video according to Page Six, and at the end it was the voice of Al Michaels announcing <laughs> husband <laughs> and wife. Yeah. Husband Robert Kraft and wife Dr. Dana Bloomberg and Al Michaels. I mean, like, can you get any better than that? Come on, shell out a little more money and get Bruce Buffer to do it for you. It'd be so much better. Uh, but- this is officially lunacy. It's time to get married. Better event of Al Michaels weekend Thursday Night Football or the Kraft wedding? Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. The Kraft more wedding. action at the Kraft David wedding. David Andrews standing a, little, standing a little close to Tom Brady here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tom Brady, by the way. This is his hands. Next to Drew Bledsoe, but uh, notably not next to. Giselle. Giselle. Giselle not present at the wedding. Uh, A source told us the Rocket Man singer said he loved Bloomberg's engagement ring and said, when are you getting married? Yeah, he had Ed Sheeran, Elton John. It's Robert Kraft. You expect that. Chesney, Bon Jovi. Chesney. Everyone in the Patriots Hall of Fame. I see Tippett. I see Matthew Slater. Big Vince, McCourty, Randy. Yeah, uh, the picture I'm looking Seymour. at is Robert posing with is, his favorite son, Vince. Is Wilford. that Bailey Zappi in the Bailey background? Bailey Zappi on his under. Yeah, he's under he's Robert Kraft's shoulder. He's carrying a drink tray. Where was wow. Mac? He's got pot stickers. Is that a is a caviar and, and soda? Wow. Okay. Mac was parking cars oh, at this okay. event. Uh, so Bill Belichick met the media yesterday. He oh, is he? the head coach of your New England Patriots, and I think he would be the very last person to admit there's quarterback controversy. He wants to keep the narrative out there with the public of who's playing. Playing the mystery. Oh, Mac was out there. He's limited day by day, as we heard multiple times. Isn't he doing this on purpose? It seems oh, very purpose. The Patriots don't do anything on accident. You've been on this for a while. No, no. You have a theory of the Patriots.com kind of sort of fumbles or garbles some I, audio to. I think uh, Patriots, yeah. they, they, I think that they, they screw with their audio just to make it a little more difficult for us media folks to, to you know, put out what they're saying. I think. Um, Andy Hart had an interesting factoid when he was on with Mutt the other night when Bailey Zappi came on to do his media availability Wednesday night, I believe. 5.55 we were We were off the air when I turn around and, and there's Bailey at a podium and they're like, oh, well, we couldn't find him. Is I that not weird? We signed off in 30 that. seconds after we signed off. 30 seconds. <laughs> He steps up to the podium. No, oh, I think it's all by design. I think- and we don't need to play, but Andy Hart said on Mud Show, the Patriots could not find mm-hmm. Bailey Zappi. The starting quarterback of, the, the of your billion-dollar organization. Well, apparently, that's one place they didn't check because you'd check your film room, you'd check your weight room, all of his stuff was there. But I don't, no, I don't I, buy that. I, I believe that everything that the, the Patriots do is by design, in, uh, ha, including, he tried to say, Bill Belichick's glibness when it comes to the status of who is starting uh, quarterback. So do either of you guys buy, and I certainly don't buy this, but I'll ask you. So he's been out there, limited every single practice for what, the last three weeks. Jeremy Fowler's talking about mm-hmm. it. He believes he has a chance to play every single week. So now for the first time, we're actually seeing he's making the trip and he is questionable. Listen, as questionable. John, Ryan, do you guys buy the status of being questionable, which means he has a game day chance of playing I certainly don't buy it. I think it'd be irresponsible. Play him next week in the game that Nikhil Harry circled in the calendar. Uh, yeah, against the Bears. I, I, I give more time to rest. What's what's the rush? He's not playing. I it wouldn't make any sense for him to play. He it's not like he's like out there doing the little Dak Prescott hip and throw, hip and throw. He looks like Frankenstein trying to you know get into through his progression, set his feet and throw. He still doesn't look like he's in a position to. It's intelligent prote- uh, protection. 
if you are getting chased down, if you have to step up in the pocket, can your feet do the right things to keep you safe on a football field? And I think by watching him in these videos that are coming out, he's not there yet. And it's okay. He doesn't need to be there yet. So, no, I don't think that he's in any position to be playing, and we're going to see another Bailey Zappi game. This is, you know, more gamesmanship from the Patriots per usual. So, John, if if uh, Mac Jones is cleared, which it seems like that might be likely. Am I the only one that thinks like, he's going to snap his leg if he tries to step on a field and, like, step into a pass right now and, like, evade the pass rush? Well, I mean, it, I did see Aaron Donald jump on Alex Smith's back in his first game back after, uh, you know, they had to carve his calf off. Uh, when when he had that like spiral fracture a few years ago, so maybe anything's possible. But I feel like that's such just like a brittle part of your body to have an injury like that, and to like ha- actually have to step up there and like plant it in turf. Oh, and, you, like, you think that make, could make it worse? Yeah, especially with just the way like when you scramble, like the way that you the way that you cut in football is like just so different than like a lot of other sports. And I feel like there's not a lot of like, even when, you know, they're doing all the ladder drills and those, those cone drills and stuff in practice. And I would hope that that would at least be like, he's able to do that stuff before he's thrown it back out on the field. But like, there's just, it's kind of hard to prepare your body to like run in the way you run on a football field. Cause it's just very frenetic. And like, you're making a lot of lat, you're like mid stride decisions to like go in a different direction or deke a certain way or whatever. And with an injury like that, like he'll basically just have to run. If he has to evade the rush at all or scramble, it's like he basically would have to run in a straight line and then slide. Is he going to be able to slide? Yeah. The one thing I'm more, which ankle is it? Like, I assume if he's, if you're a righty, you like slide with your left leg first, right? Yeah. I think he would tuck yep. his left. He would tuck it in and put his right foot out first. I'm not really He's, sure, but if that gets like caught, if that gets like caught yeah. in the turf, though, was well, brace. Remember, his brace would always get stuck whenever yeah. he slid. So that was that was pre injury. He came on with us, Merloni, Fourier, and Mega. One of the first things Lou said to him was like, "We got to work on your ability to slide." Yeah. Yeah, my brace gets stuck. Like, it's because you don't, I mean, do they, they have Joe, I don't think they the, practice didn't it. Didn't Washington have Joe Madden, like, come down to a practice to teach RG3 how to slide, oh, like, 10 years ago? I wouldn't doubt it. That's the weird kind of thing that he would be into. I'm know? more concerned with Mac Jones, not about, like, him uh, stepping or running and trying to evade the rush. It's guys like Isaiah Wynn who get pushed back pretty often, and he's going to have to block a guy like uh, a Miles Garrett. And if he, if Miles Garrett pushes back Isaiah Wynn and, and Mac Jones gets rolled up on, that's where it's like that has nothing. To, that's not Mac's fault. Like there's really nothing he could have done to prevent that. That can happen to anyone. And if he has a setback on a pre-existing high ankle sprain that was labeled as severe, that could be pretty concerning going forward. I mean, prior to this, though, just to kind of branch off into something related, but. I mean, sure. Prior to this, did you guys think that he was playing bad enough to lose his job? At, we're at the point now where so many people want to see Bailey Zappi over Mac Jones because it is, what have you done for me lately? And Mac's like, well, I'm hurt, so I can't play football for you, Patriots fans. I can't go out here. But I yeah. wasn't looking at, like, Mac Jones was not amazing but the Mike Lombardi of he was going to lose his job if he wasn't changing the way he played. I don't believe that for us. I mean, second. I would hope that within that building, because, you know, from the outside during that, I mean, put the people aside who just like are, you know, will hate Mac no matter what they do. We got a guy named Shu on the line right now. Sorry, that was a squirrel moment. Very squirrel his name's moment. Shoe. It happens when you're like in that shoe, chair. like S H O E. Yes, like a shoe. You want to bring him back? Uh, yeah, get him back. What we got? I mean, we need to investigate this more. But part of the thing, part of the thing with um. I, and I would hope that people inside the building view this the same way is like 
he's playing bad because of everything that's happening around Double him. Why he's is not Bailey playing, playing so good, He's John. not playing bad in a vacuum because they're dumbing it down for Bailey. Exactly. And it also, he's like, going to lose his job. He's not playing the worth, NFL. For what it's worth, the line, the offensive line started playing better the second Bailey came in for whatever reason. Like, that's because Bailey's the better were they player, not, John. Were they not going to play better if it was Mack or Garrett Gilbert or Brian Hoyer under center? It's a fair point. I would argue that they actually were starting to get it together. Like, the Dolphins game was not good for anybody on the offensive line, but I think that they were starting to figure it out as they were going along. I saw more signs of that in the Baltimore game. But to say that... And, and, and it's not just like you. I'm not pointing you guys out, but people are saying, and this isn't straw man. I'm hearing. No, I'm legitimately hearing. Straits like, are talking. Bailey Zappi is that good. Like, what have you seen? What is it that makes Bailey Zappi that good? Okay, neat. You took Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau Field in the blistering cold in, to, to overtime, and you lost. Moral victory Monday. Who cares? Patriots didn't win. It's about fun. All that crap. And then you put up 22 points on the worst defense in football, and we're like, yay! Nathan Peterman would have won that game. What are we talking about? This makes me crazy. Oh, he's so much better, and Mac was terrible. Like, what have you seen from Bailey Zappi? I'm sorry. Maybe I, I'm talking out of my ass, but I like to think that Mac Jones it would go out there. A healthy Mac Jones would go out there against the worst defense in football and put up more than 22 points. Yeah, I think I think Mac would have been fine against the Lions. Bailey Zappi uh, has nothing to do with the defense pitching a shutout. Garrett Gilbert would have beat the Lions. <laughs> boys, boys become men when they can admit like the uh, that the, the quarterback exi- uh, position doesn't exist in a vacuum. He's gonna go out there and throw for 119 yards, and maybe they win against the Browns. I would go see, see. I told you, I told you. That's why Bill Belichick won't say there's a quarterback. Quarterback controversy because there isn't one. He's the last person to admit it, which brings me to my point of if Zappy w- wins every game and then Mac comes in and plays like crap, then there's a QB sure. controversy. I totally then agree. That, totally agree. That is when you have the legitimate discussion. We'll have that discussion. It's when premature it and it's very Boston radio. Because you that have that discussion right when you're now. like, well, what? it's very this station of that course. it's happening right now. Yeah, because you have that discussion when you're like, well, what do I want out of the quarterback position? Wins and not turning the ball over and playing efficient football. And if we get to that point where Bailey's doing that, they're winning and he's actually checking all those boxes. Yeah. Mac wasn't doing that at some points early this year. Yes, Trent Dilfer uh, also won a Super So you, you just said Bill Belichick will never admit there's a quarterback will controversy. Admit, no. Because that is the gravest mistake a general manager or a team builder, a president, can make in the NFL. It, I really believe Bill wants to win a lot of games this year. I want to hear that source. Did you hear that in Sacramento B? I I think he may have heard that in Sacramento B. We'll, we'll find that out later. We'll call State House source. We'll call Glenn after, after the show. Bill is so, happy. Listen to this list of general managers just like fired in the last four to five years. They've all missed on quarterbacks. So if the worst case scenario, Bill Belichick's not getting fired after this year, probably not getting fired after next year, probably never getting fired, it would be a mutual parting of the ways, of course. We all know that. He'll never get fired. It'd be an easy letting go. But if you miss on a first-round quarterback, you hurt your team building. The biggest lottery ticket, and we all know this. I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know. If you have a first-round quarterback that hits, it inherently allows you to build your roster so much easier. You have a 5 to $7 to $10 million quarterback who's awesome. The Chiefs were so easy to build a roster on Patrick Mahomes because he was making nothing. He was so damn good. And they still had a serviceable quarterback yeah. who was playing before Patrick Mahomes took the field. But it's I the, get your it's point. It's the Chico. Get the, get the most important position solved at a low salary, and you do that by drafting and hitting on your quarterback. So if you don't do that, you get fired. You should be fired. The only way you don't get fired, Glenn, is by... Uh, not hitting on your quarterback and also trying to band-aid that in free agency. Something Bill Belichick's done last year 
and probably going to do again this offseason where the Patriots have the second most cap space. So look at this list. Uh, Dave Caldwell of the Jacksonville Jaguars drafted Blake Bortles, miserable failure. He was fired. We'll never get another NFL job. Ryan Pace of the Bears took Mitchell Trubisky. He may get another NFL job somewhere. I probably doubt it. Mitchell Trubisky, mm, backup, borderline starter, probably not the guy in, in Pittsburgh. They're giving the job to Kenny Pickett. Because it's worth he it's got wor- fired. It's worth saying, and keep. I'll, I'll let you continue in a second, Tyler. But it is worth saying, like some of these people, it's like. Pace is an interesting one. Who was the name you said before Pace? Dave Caldwell. Dave Caldwell, the so Dave, Dave Caldwell like just allowed this elite team to fall apart. And both of them, both of them are interesting cases as well because both of them had defenses that had like two of the largest sack margins in NFL history during the seventeen and then the eighteen season, I believe. Yeah, but they 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 missed on the position you can't miss on. But you know what it was was both those teams missed on the quarterback and then tried to be the biggest spender in free agency. It worked for one season. Yeah. What happened here? The Patriots went in free agency, went 10-7, and seven, and now they're falling off a cliff. It's the same exact thing. So Bill Belichick better better be praying to the heavens Mac Jones doesn't fall uh, off a Bill, cliff. Bill Belichick, is a, he, he's a, a, gra- he's a, a slightly mistake. different case because, like, I mean, rule of thumb, you're right. Like, GMs in the NFL don't get second chances unless it's, like, Bill Polian or Charlie Casserly or, surprisingly, Dave Gettleman for some reason got a second chance with the John Giants. Elway. Um, who? John Elway. Who was his first chance with? So he's drafted Paxton Lynch and Drew Locke. Drew Locke was no, no, no. A I mean, like, pick. I mean, like losing that job and then getting another job. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, no, once you fail plenty, as a team builder, you've gotten done. second chances. Like the the Bidwells in um or not the Bidwell who's uh, Steve Kime in, in Arizona, like very famously got a second chance. We were for talking some about John Idzik before the show yeah. drafted Geno Smith, and now he's a special advisor in Jacksonville. Yeah, Mike McCagman's another one. But there, there's um yeah no so these people don't get second chances so like yeah like but, but I would like to think if Bill Belichick wanted a second chance with a second team he would get it because he's Bill Belichick but it could it contribute to possibly his downfall here maybe I think it will be his downfall here that's that's the the one way there is a downfall for Bill Belichick is if Mac Jones fails which that's kind of a popular thought in town this week but if, but if he fails and his zappy hits though. Then he's good. Well, what are the odds of Zappy hitting? That is, again, I, I need to start screaming again because I feel like nobody's listening to me. He has, Bailey Zappy has not done anything. It would be such oh, a I, monumental I understand that he has, that he hasn't. That he would have to do but something. Like, but so in this, in this, in this scenario, well in this scenario, though, Tyler, like Mac Jones, is it Mac Jones is missing and then there's nothing? Because if it's Mac Jones missing, uh, like I like I kind of am coming into this with the mentality of like, okay, you, you go to Zappy because you know Zappy's good. In this hypothetical scenario, that would happen approximately a month or two from now, and if that, like, if that were to happen, if you have the answer, and then you just you're like, okay, like we didn't know this guy was going to be the answer, but he's clearly better than what we have. It would be managerial negligence to not go to him. In that case, I don't think I don't think a job gets lost. Didn't ha- didn't with Kirk Cousins. Jerry Jones couldn't fire himself, but if it wasn't he wasn't the GM, <laughs> it didn't have it wouldn't have happened with Dak Prescott. Well, who are the other names on this this list of general managers you put together? It's, it's terrible. Like even even Doug Peterson, he won a Super Bowl, got three more years after that. He bombed with Carson Wentz, who obviously fell apart, won a Super Bowl, but not they did nothing after that Super Bowl year. Carson Wentz fell apart. He he left, of that, course. That, He's that not in Washington. Is, that one's also I think that one's also slightly like that was a power struggle as well. 
Like remember the the S eating grin on Doug Peterson's face when they cut to him after the after he dra- after they drafted Jalen Hurts too. Yeah, and like Jalen Hurts is a hit, and like that was like that's a well documented power struggle between Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman. It's not to say every single example is moot or anything. Well, a lot of John, a lot John of them is are trying good, to but. well actually your entire list. All right, here. defend Dave Gettleman, please. <laughs> uh, I can't defend Dave Gettleman. <laughs> okay, Daniel well, Jones. You, well, make the case like maybe Jones isn't a isn't a miss yet, but Dave Gettleman also Daniel hired Daniel Jones is not a miss yet. He might. Might not be a miss yet. He's one hundred percent a miss. Well, well right, he, he's on year. a he's on a Tannehill esque trajectory right oh, now. Jesus. He is. They might have they might have gotten the right guy in there before it was too late with him. It could still be too late because he's in the final year of his rookie deal. They didn't pick up his fifth year contract, and it'll be cheaper to just draft another guy. But they might not have a good enough draft pick to draft a guy as good. So they might end up actually giving him like a cheap like yep. Trubisky we deal sort 40, of thing or, 41 minutes or a bridge deal. But you mentioning Ryan Tannehill. I'm but proud of you. Keep in mind, Dave Gettleman did a lot of stupid things with that team. Not only did he hire like two incredibly stupid head coaches, but he also like just completely neglected their offensive line for like four years. And it's like, oh, I wonder why Daniel Jones is just getting killed on every single play in his in his pro career. He did try to draft Andrew Thomas, who like kind of stunk and is now like suddenly getting better now that Brian Dayball's in there, huh? You, who who would have the, found the that? Isaiah win of of the Giants? <laughs> yeah, like quarterback is the straw that breaks the camel's back here. But Always, like, it's the, it's even, the even biggest going mistake. Back, you even can going make. back to like all the twenty to all the twenty uh the twenty eleven and twelve and like fourteen misses, like your your Christian Ponders and your Jake Lockers and all all of those. But yeah. like keep in mind, like a lot of stuff has to go wrong. So like Howie Roseman wasn't going to lose his job over Carson Wentz when it was a hive mind like that made the Wentz decision. But he also made a lot of other stupid decisions that led to, like, sort of the downfall of what people thought was a team that could have won multiple Super Bowls. And Doug Peterson lost the power struggle. A couple more names here. Uh, Rustin Weber, who drafted... I didn't even know this name. Rustin Weber, he drafted... Webster, I should say. He was the Titans GM who drafted Marcus Mariota, number two, behind James Winston, of course. The guy who drafted James Winston, number one, for the Bucks is still there, surprisingly. Jason Light... He would have been fired years ago if Brady never went there. Oh, right. Yeah, no. Tom Brady saved everyone's ass. Everyone's there. job. Everyone there is clueless. I don't even think Bruce Arians is that good of a coach. No. And well, he, like, no, he had Tom Brady. You, you just touched a good on roster, something. Liked a good roster builder, though. He was building a great roster before they got Brady. But when you look at this list and you try to you know tie all these general managers who have missed on a quarterback early and why they were fired, tying it back to, and obviously, I don't think anybody is saying that Bill Belichick no. is going to get fired from drafting Mac Jones. But the other thing that I I don't want to ask a question I don't have the answer to, which is always bad radio, but how many of these general managers who were drafting these quarterbacks also had a competent head coach in place? Because I don't think, I mean, Doug Peterson. The only one on that list that is apples to apples comparison is Doug Peterson. Other than that, I'm trying to think. Oh, like like that Titans team. Everyone got fired after Mariota's review. The Browns absolutely. No, I don't Jeff like Jeff Fisher. Fisher. You be quiet. Oh, my God. I'm not no ever way. going 8-8. Eight eight. This is why you'll never come on this side of the glass. Oh. <laughs> you know, like Rex Ryan? No. Uh, it's the WEI Producer like Show. Like the producer of the Producer Show is Nickel Pan. That's Ryan Garvin, John not Anderson. I'm Tyler Devitt with Ken and Curtis. I see Ken and Curtis down the hallway getting prepared for their show. They're up at 9 o'clock here on WEI. Our oh. final segment is next where Ryan Garvin wants to make the case that a Boston sports team whose season starts, or actually is already underway, this team will miss the playoffs. I want John to respond to it next. Now, we're right back to it. The WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Here's Krejci. David Pasternak closing in with a shot. That one knocked down. Rebound, they score! Pasternak scores! 
He just came off the wall, a spin move, and in one fluid motion, beat Kemper through the five hole, giving Boston a 2 nothing edge. The pass to the slot, Pasternak back to Hall, and he scores! Krejci, Pasternak, he's in, David Pasternak, save rebound, they score! David Krejci from David Pasternak. Hampus Lindholm from deep in his own zone puts the finishing touches on the Washington Capitals. So it seems pretty simple what we're calling this line, right? Check mix? Uh, whatever, whatever your check punt du jour is. I don't like check that. The checkening, checks mix. Checkmates. Uh, the check and blind. I like checkmates. Checkmates? Checkmates is cute. I think that's better than check mix. Checkmates. Let's go with checkmates. Uh, so 5-2 the final score there. Got a little uh, interesting there as a Connor Sheary goal made it 3-2 Boston uh, late in the second period, but goals by Krejci and Lindholm and empty header by Lindholm sealed in the second period. 5-2 final score. Uh, any concerns that it was a 3-0 Boston lead that came a little bit too close there in the final period? Let's start with John. Uh, no, not really, because I think that they are, as we saw, like that That did not look like a Bruce Cassidy team out there. What's, uh, so explain many, the difference of the layman. Um, so, you know, defenders joining the rush, okay. basically, is it. And a little, a little more um, vulnerable on the defensive side. And I think in the second, I think in the second period, it... I think they were trying to play that game maybe a little more than they should have. You're asking your wingers and, and, to go back. Yeah, and, and maybe 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 them. Monty after the game. Maybe that's when he's like, all right, guys, like, thank you for playing my system. You're making me look good. When we're up 3-0, defenders, stop joining the rush. <laughs> we're going, we're already, one dial game it, in, we're dial already it back, doing Monty. Dial it, dial it back half, half a, like, you know, half a second. It's dude. not Jim Montgomery. We're, we're going to go Monty. We're going Monty's, full Monty. It's, 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 it's easier. Monty oh, Mole. We'll go Monty. And, I mean, we, we saw a lot of this, uh, not a lot of this, uh, but, after Claude Julien got fired and Bruce Cassidy got here, you saw a similar style with the Bruins, where the D were, were allowed to be, uh, you know, allowed to pinch more in the offensive. You can go beyond the hash marks around the goal. You can actually get in on uh, an offensive play, and eventually they had to kind of tailor it back because you're asking your your wingers to do things that they're really not built for, have the skill set for. Is that a case of them like putting their foot on the gas too much rather than taking it off? It can work. I mean, it's such a high-risk, high-reward style play. I mean, it's – John, correct me. I, I think it's a lot of fun to watch. I like I seeing know, it'll be, you know, Brandon have, Carlo have a or Hampus more, or Charlie. More scoring Would you compare it to like a team-up 21 nothing still passing? Um, maybe Still passing the ball in football. Maybe, course. but I, I mean, it's different because offense to defense in football does not, you know, there's a whistle. Fair, yeah. Yeah, there's I, a whistle in between yeah. you going from offense to defense. I don't think it, it's can... not just like going the other way. It's like a fast break okay. in basketball. Hockey and ba- baseball, you're not running. I'd say, I'd, yeah, I'd say basketball, there's probably a better comparison than there is uh, football. Yeah. So I'm looking at 538 Sports. Uh, it's Nate Silver's website, which love the Patriots. What last year said, like they were a Super Bowl team. They're going to be going to the, the, the Super Bowl against the Patriots. They Bucks, love... Patriots, get your tickets now. They also Patriots. love the Celtics. They love they the Celtics. Love the they Celtics. love Boston sports teams. And now they love the Boston Bruins because I'm looking at a a 5:30 projection for this season. An 82 percent chance the Boston Bruins make the playoffs. A six percent chance they win the cup. According to the according to their power rankings, 5:30 has the Boston Bruins as the number six team in the entire NHL. Jay Fresh Hockey has them number one. Has them winning the President's Trophy. Who's Jay Fresh? Uh, It's an analytics website. Okay, their model has the Bruins winning the President's Trophy over there. 
Hockey people know who that is. Jay Fresh sounds like a rapper more so than a hockey model that we're referring to. Sounds like some random guy's show. YouTube page. Ryan, you're not you're shaking your head at this. You're not buying that they're the number six team in hockey or a nine percent no. chance of winning the cup or a eighty two percent chance of going to the playoffs. They're in my mind, they're barely the number eight team. I think that it's really peculiar that this team got roasted, rightfully so, for the, the sleepy offseason that they had. And yes, you bring back Patrice and you bring back David Krejci because we're going to do one more run after we just did one more run. And I was intrigued by Pavel Zaka. He's an interesting big body that I would like to see get some more opportunity to play with some top wingers. And I like A.J. Greer, but other than that, I, I looked at the offseason and go, you didn't do anything except bring in a coach that I think would be perfect for a rebuild. Yet everything indicates that Cam Neely, Don Sweeney, and the Jacobs are not ready to rip the Band-Aid on this team, and I can't understand why. And the comparison I made before the show started was this group reminds me of what the Celtics were when they lost to the Knicks in the first round when Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce just had nothing left. And you got knocked off by Chauncey Billups and Carmelo Anthony. You're too late on that team. And that's my point is that team. This is what your team is supposed to look like at the end of a rich and glorious championship run. You've got your cornerstone pieces, and they're older, and chances are they're either going to go to teams that are real contenders or they're going to retire, and you're not going to have a lot of guys in the pipeline because you're never in a position to draft high. But they don't have the hardware outside of one championship uh, over 10 years ago now. I thought the Blackhawks run was fun. The St. Louis Blues run was fun. But I felt like this was the year. Hell, there were points last year I said, maybe it's time to start thinking about the next era. And they're not there yet. I feel it's a very top-heavy team. I think their top six could be up there with the other teams in the East. But between the injuries that they have to deal with in the beginning part of the season and how paper-thin their D-line is, I don't think that this is the makings of a good playoff team i think they'd be fortunate to get back to where they were which was the inevitable of last year of getting smoked by the carolina hurricanes we are out of time here on the wei producer yeah, I'm show record a post-show podcast <laughs> unfortunately we are out of time because i wanted to discuss jason tatum being ejected from a preseason game oh. unless you missed it last night jason tatum got ejected grant williams got a t as well grant williams just cannot stop talking it's like a it's it's one of his like red flags as a human he just can't stop talking uh, so he got ejected last night, uh, and the Celtics will open their season next week, which we'll be at, reacting to next Saturday, a Celtics uh, season opener. Uh, uh, Bruins play tonight against the Arizona Coyotes, and uh, Ken and Curtis follow us next. Yes, they do. For Ryan Garvin, for John Anderson, for the producer of the producer's show, Nickel Pan, I'm Tyler Debbitt. We're here every Saturday starting at 8. Hit the Odyssey app, the on-demand section, or the rewind button on the Odyssey app. Ken and Curtis are next on WEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.